You are not welcome here, said the man in the quietly understated brown suit. Forgive my blunt speech, but I cannot make it any more plain. Those of us on the faculty have established policies. Those of us on the faculty. That meant this man who had interrupted her work was a professor. Evelina Cooper gripped her notebook until her knuckles hurt, wishing it was heavy enough to knock reason into his head. Surely he could see the equipment in this place was infinitely superior to what they had at the ladies' college. And what harm was there in her using it? She wasn't in anyone's way. The man waited for her to acknowledge his words, no doubt expecting swift obedience. But Evelina couldn't look at him. A painful knot lodged at the back of her throat, like a stillborn wail of frustration. I am happy to assist you in clearing away this equipment, he offered, and we'll say no more about this incident. Stubbornness made her stall, and she fiddled with the photograph slipping out from between the pages of her book, tucking it back into place. It was of her Uncle Sherlock, his likeness no doubt at home between the ruled pages of formulae and lecture notes. If someone had tried to toss Sherlock Holmes out of a lab, he would have knocked the offender down. But young ladies were expected to be meek and mild. Marginal politeness was a more attainable goal. Your offer of assistance is kind, sir, and yet I don't understand why I can't use this facility. I think you do. None of the sciences are required for a lady's certificate of arts. He swept a hand around the laboratory. Therefore, all this is unnecessary for students of the female college. I protest that logic, sir. It came out stiff with displeasure, but Evelina knew she had lost. Miss, be reasonable. I am perfectly reasonable, sir which is why I am astonished by this restriction. Evelina twisted her silver bracelets around, fingers alive with agitation. Her gaze searched the high-ceilinged room, though there was nothing to find in the grey shadows. The laboratory, with its rows of tables and shelves of gleaming equipment, was empty this early in the morning. Most of the students were still groping for their second cup of tea and the fact that the door to the lab had been locked hadn't slowed her down for more than half a minute. He gave her a hard look from under beetling eyebrows. He wasn't one of the creaky old dons of the University of Camlin. Not yet, anyhow. But he had perfected the glower. Perhaps you should consider something in the line of elocution or moral philosophy. Evelina bit her tongue. Do my morals appear to need philosophy, sir? Outside of picking the lock, that is. The man harumphed at her silence. Domestic management, then, or maybe literature. He pronounced the latter with a curl of the lip. Evelina looked away before her temper led her down a regrettable path. She had powers this man had no idea about. She could command spirits of earth and tree. She had dabbled in sorcery and tasted death magic. She had nearly bled to death in a white chapel gutter and had made enemies and allies of some of the most powerful men in Mayfair.
one of whom had bound her magic to his service with the pretty silver bracelets she was forced to wear, and yet she couldn't get a seat in a proper chemistry class. At last, she let out a sigh. I am an eager student of languages and literature, but I am here to study science. A worthy ambition, said the man. He might have bottled the tone and put it on the shelf next to the other dangerous acids. But perhaps the practical work is a little beyond your scope. Bugger that. Evelina's equipment was already set up to begin her exercise. Surely, if she got through it without a mistake, he would see she had a right to be there.